Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stacy and Sean Good for the Soul. We have made it to epic episode number 15. It is a gorgeous day here because I'm here with my best pal, civil worker Stacey Renee. Hello, Stacy. Hi, Sean. How are you, my dear? Oh, my goodness. I am perfect. It is a great day. The weather is stunning. Um, life is good. Things are good. I can't I can't be anywhere better, frankly. How about you? I was going to say, do you want to tell everybody where you're doing this podcast from today? Because well, I'm quite frankly, <laughs> ridiculously jealous. Yeah. So I am actually sitting outside in the Pacific Northwest. I'm in Portland, Oregon um, for the week. So, you know, Stace and I are joining each other via, you know, the great white interwebs. But it is so beautiful here. There's no humidity. It's a sunny, perfect day. I'm so stoked to be here and talking to you all at the same time. I am so excited for you as I'm sitting here in swampy summertime Florida, which is, are, are you ready? Because I'm so, okay, I'm such a dork this week and I just don't care. It is National Police Week. And last it podcast, is National Police Week. We, you are so I was right. going to say, now I did some gift drop-offs that a lot of people did some major donations and major thank yous to those who donated. And we did the shout outs to the sheriff's office and for Clearwater PD. And today I wanted to make sure that we acknowledged your people at Orange County. Right? Yeah, in and Orange County and Osceola County right next door, right to where I live, which is awesome yes. stuff. And who could forget Polk and in, in, in Sheriff Grady right? Judd because, yeah. So, right. They, and, you know, of course, just because we've called out a few places doesn't mean we're not, you know, super excited for everybody. Clearly, I'm in Portland, so the Portland PD, thank you all. And over there, my hometown of Cincinnati and Hilton and Claremont counties, everybody over there, all the small towns out in the world, super exciting stuff. So if you have some extra time, you know, just because Police Officer Appreciation Week is over doesn't mean you can't stop appreciating your police officers, right? So if you want to get out there and get appreciating, I think they're going to be happy. Um, I completely agree with you. 100%. Are you cooking dinner, Stacey? What's going on where you are? It I sounds like you're trying to. And, I'm... <laughs> and to be completely bluntly honest with you, that was my friend Kramer checking in on me and he has an emergency override. So I never miss his messages. And oh, for those of well, you, right. yes, Kramer, the one that I continuously visit on his, um, Podcast on his podcast on. which which podcast yeah. is that one tell tell, um, the, tell the quack pack where they should go i see was it. gonna say yeah okay so recently and i could have beaten him silly for this um he had me on kramer and jess is uncensored and do you want to know what he did he literally within five minutes maybe 10 called me and he was like or texted me he was like what are you doing and are you available in about you know 20 minutes and i'm going uh sure and i'm just thinking that this man just wants to have a basic friend conversation because, you know, we're buddies. Yeah. And Oh, no, 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 nay, 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 nay. Homie had me on his podcast, ready to go, ready to do my thing for his co-host, Jess. And I mean, full on. And meanwhile, my happy butt is driving down the beach, minding my own business, just getting out of a doctor's appointment. Well, listen, I mean, there's no better time than the present. So I think, Quackpack, if you haven't checked out the Kramer and Jess podcast with Stacey, yes. I definitely check that out. Absolutely. Um, I, 
I, I know that it's lovely. I personally haven't listened to it yet, but I know it's going to be great. It's on my list uh, for this week while I'm here having some some downtime. So I'll be checking that I'm out soon. I'm also um, made a few appearances and have become a part of his um, podcast with Certified Mama's Boy. And Ooh. that right there, oh my gosh, fantastic podcast. It's great to listen to. I love his mother. And yeah, so you guys can find me on there with him too on occasion. So and then of quack, course, quack. Miguel and Holly. Let's not be so. crazy because don't don't stop listening to us because you're listening to all these people. But, you know, give them some love too. We love that. Stacey, I have to tell you a funny story. So, you know, um, my sister, uh, she was trying to, you know, prepping her house, right? She was cleaning. And yes. I asked her, I was like, Andrea, do you know how to clean your oven? And she told me she has never, ever cleaned her oven. Ever. Do you want to know a secret? You've never cleaned your oven either. Never. Ever. Really? Ever. ever. And I can guarantee you, because we have a special guest on today, and I can guarantee you that our special guest right now is laughing hysterically because she knows Because she that also knows? Well, then I guess she this is stories. a great- Yes. Okay. Well, this is a great way then. So Quack Pack, uh, we're very excited. I'm really excited to introduce you to Soul Worker Stacey Renee's daughter, Emily, who is going to join us today. And we're going to hear all kinds of really great stories about growing up with Stacy and Emily's business on her own and things that she thinks about, maybe some spooky stories that happened while she was at home. So uh, Emily... If you uh, are ready and raring to go, we'd love to start chatting with you now. So everybody, welcome Emily to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. Hello, Stacey, Emily. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm so excited. <laughs> so first things first, Emily, I think you should start us out with telling us a little bit about you. I, you know, I know you don't live in Florida anymore. So give us just a quick rundown of you before I jump into all of this great story. Yeah, uh, so right now I, I just moved from Florida to Cincinnati. Yay, Cincinnati. You, I'm so sorry if you hear someone in the background. Do that not is not apologize for that baby. Uh, that is my grandchild, you guys. Do not apologize for that baby. Yeah, so, so I, just, uh, I just moved from Florida to Cincinnati. Who day? I know that that's where you guys are from. Or, well, Sean, where you're from. Yeah, my whole family's uh, there. It's awesome stuff. Yeah, uh, we live, we're, we're East Siders. I don't know about you guys, but. Yeah, me too. I got yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah, my whole family's in Loveland. So if you're a, if you're a Quackback member in Ohio, check out Loveland. That's where I was from. So you just moved there um, and clearly you have a baby. So tell us how old is your daughter? Uh, she is about to be eight months old. Yay. Uh, yeah, she just started crawling. She's running rampant already uh, she's a little bit of a diva uh, a little bit of a drama queen but she is the most amazing person i've ever met oh my gosh i love it well those are all things that i'm clearly not surprised about after knowing your mother and after talking to you a little bit this morning so i think we should jump right in so i you know in our last podcast quackback if you remember we talked about uh, the the shadow man or the man that was in the closet, right? That was a whole discussion we had for a very long time. So Emily, I want you to tell us, did you ever see the man in the closet? <laughs> oh, oh dear. Okay, so I don't know. I've I've listened to I've I've listened to most of you guys' podcast, um, but I don't know how in depth you guys went with this story. But pretty in yeah. depth. 
Yeah. yeah. I told yeah. them a lot of, I, we've uh, throughout many episodes, I've gone in and out of the different stories about ghosty and Bob, you know, you remember Steve and Bob are ghosts. And we talked about Nanny's trailer and the footsteps. And um, since Jacob started seeing the man in the closet, the entire last episode of the podcast was about you and the things that you've seen and the things that you've experienced. And I was like, what better to do than have you come on and talk to you about your experiences with growing up you know, and not a typical household, <laughs> to say the very least. <laughs> so, Em, tell us, what was life like? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, as far as, like, the, the, I didn't call him the man in the closet. I called him the, the shadow man. Okay. And, which kind of tracking off off rail a little bit it's really it's a really interesting phenomena because as I've gotten older I've learned that so many people around the world has seen this so-called shadow man and it's almost the exact same description and nobody really knows um like the science behind it Right. Or why? So what did, what did the man look like to you? Right. When you, I mean, you were a kid clearly. So, you know, as a kid, you don't really know, you don't, you're not thinking about science. You're just trying to figure out like, why is this person in my room? Like, I don't know who you are. So like, did the shadow man wake you up? Like, what did he look like? Give us some detail about what you kind of felt and what you were thinking as a kid. Yeah. So the first time that I saw this shadow man was um, probably when I was about like, seven or eight as far as back as I remember at least and we had a two-bedroom apartment and there was a hallway that separated my and my sister's room between um, us and then my parents room and I would wake up in the middle of the night and it was so weird because it would be at around 3 a.m and you know that whole that whole theory about that Uh, but it would be around it would be around 3 a.m. and I would wake up and I would just see this uh, figure standing in the hallway. And he, I, I don't know how to explain it, but he would like stare at me. He didn't have a face. He was a very tall, shadowy figure. You know, you had the typical description of that. And then like a, like a hat almost. And he would stare at me from the hallway at first how it started would he would like kind of peek his head out from the door frame and then go back and then he would like cock his head to the side and it would kind of like bounce when he yeah yeah when he yeah that's kind of scary yeah and you know me being a child my mom (laughs) my mom thought I was like not crazy, but she thought I just had a very vivid imagination because it yeah, was like I said that last last time. I was like, I was not a very supportive mom. I was like, it's okay. You're just having moments of being I blew I didn't blow it off, but I wasn't going to feed it. And I was like, You just had a bad dream. Come sleep with us. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So 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 now I, I wanna pause for one second, Emily, but so Cece, now that you know you have embraced your gift a little bit more and you you know, are, are noticing these things in your house and your, and your other children have thought about it. Now, looking back on this, what do you think now? 
Um, I'm the first person to take my youngest daughter to St. Augustine and make her think that she still sees mannequins in the window. No, I mean, <laughs> it <laughs> because um, her sister Ashley will see what she used to call me. Do you remember that, Emily, the mannequins? Oh, yeah. My sister, it was St. Augustine and Heritage Village, um, if yes. you guys have yes. ever been to Florida. Um, my sister would freak out anytime we went to those two places. And she would just be like, Mom, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to go in that house. The mannequins are creepy. Yes. My mom would be oh. like, honey, honey, there's no mannequins. And she's like, no, they're standing over there. Like that lady in that dress and the mannequin. I don't like it. And she so would wow. Oh, absolutely. And the last time we all went to St. Augustine together, Emily and I would see the people dressed up and we'd go, Ashley, Ashley, is that a mannequin? Ashley, do you see that? And and just messing with her because that's how we have that six. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's some but evil parenting mean, right there, but, but worth it. <laughs> so, then, so, you know, as, as we deep dive into it, you know, now that you're you know these things are happening and and you know you're you're really taking to the soul work what what do you think of this now like what's the difference i take it a lot more seriously and it's like i immediately went to emily about all this when the stuff with jacob started happening and she's always been i don't know how to explain this it's it's like cousin sherry and then emily and Emily's always been my go-to, and I'm going to get emotional about it because we I don't talk about this um, very often. Emily's always been my go-to, like, with anything and everything. Like, when we lived, when her dad left and we lived in the trailer, it was me and Emily who was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's always been my right hand man and she's always been my biggest supporter at all of this. Emily was the one sitting in the front seat when Jacob was <laughs> at the sunshine skyway and telling us about the people who died. And I mean, and at Terry's house and all of, and Emily was there when Jacob was telling us about Katie Bertha and Emily. Skittles. And yes, I mean the, the horse and Emily's yeah. been, the the only per, I mean yes Sherry pulled it out of me but Emily's been the only person in my life to witness ninety percent of everything she's right. witnessed all the weird stuff she's witnessed the dreams she's witnessed when I almost when I died twice Ashley coming up and telling us about her talking to Jesus and Jesus telling her I was going to go to heaven twice Emily right. has been my person with all of this. She's the one who designed my website. She's the nice. person who got my Instagram going. She's the person who has been literally the, the behind the scenes. She was my assistant forever. You know, I, love that. Been I mean, those are all person. important moments. So, you yeah. know, I think taking that Emily, now that, you know, I know we're kind of jumping around a smidge, but tell me what, what this has meant to you. Right. I mean, clearly, you know, having a mother that's, different i'll just call it that for now for sake of <laughs> better terms we'll, we'll short but spe short bus special it's okay yeah but how you know how how did that affect you growing up how does that affect you now how do you you know clearly you're not keeping secrets from her so what is that doing for you now when you're thinking through this um honestly it now as an adult at least it i'm thankful for it it feels very validating because of the things that, you know, I experienced when I was younger, a lot of, I, I'm, 
I feel like personally, a lot of children have some sort of intuition, some sort of, you know, sixth sense that people kind of just dismiss or disregard, you know, it's just their imagination. It's just, they're just being dramatic. Um, And I feel like I had a very unique opportunity to have a parent who truly understood it and would be able to explain it to me and kind of believe me in a way that, you know, most people didn't get. Um, You know, when I was younger, I was embarrassed. It was something that I kind of had to like battle through just because she got very popular very fast. So I had, you know, kids and when I was in high school, people coming up to me and be like, is your mom that weird psychic lady? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. Um, I mean, okay. I have to, I have to say that's, that's difficult, right? High school is difficult already. And then having something that you can't control being kind of your popularity moment, that's hard right? Like there's a lot going on in your life. So I completely understand where that's a rough thing. I'm glad to know that it's gotten better now. Are you still, you know, do any of those high school people or people that you knew from Florida or those areas, do they still reach out and say things like, Hey, I talked to your mom and wow, that was really right. Or wow, that she's, she was spot on. Does that stuff kind of happen? Oh yeah. I have gotten used (laughs) to that. No matter, I, it's so crazy. Like no matter where I'm at, um, she just, She's re- she's had such a far outreach now. Uh, oh my gosh, where- you are telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's like even when her and I went through a period of not talking, I would have random women come up to me and be like, "Are you Stacy's daughter?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Oh my gosh, I love her. I know you from her Facebook." And I'm like, "I've never met you in my life, but thank you." Wow, you're like a local celebrity. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And I've, had, I've had friends like, reach out to me being like, yeah, like your mom was insane. Like I've had, uh, I used to work at a local restaurant down there and she came in and talked to one of uh, my coworkers and brought her. Did to she do Wait, wait course. a second. Did the coworker ask for it? Or was this one of those Stacey moments where she was like, I need to talk to you because those what are, those think? are right on the edge. <laughs> Right. I, I'm going to put my money on what I know. We won't even discuss where that yeah. was. But... <laughs> yeah. So no, it, that... it was very much, I'm so sorry. I just have to tell you this, this, and this. And you're doing a great job. And she just started sobbing. And my mom felt bad. So she went to uh, this cafe and brought like little like baked moose cakes for her to make up for it. And I'm like, I mean, listen, oh, you yeah. can't go wrong with a, a baked moose cake. So, so really, you've had a lot of different, a different aspects of this right as a as a child kind of not knowing what to do and then as a teenager like oh my goodness there's my mom again right uh, <laughs> and now as an adult thinking okay wait a second i'm embracing this and finding the positives and knowing that she's helping others and i'm sure has helped you too so on that note do you think you have some some soul work inside of you too <clears throat> yes yeah <laughs> i mean i i definitely don't think i'm as gifted And I, like I said, I feel like people, it's like a sense, you know, some people are better at hearing, some people are better at eyesight, and some people just are better at this. Um, But I feel like every person has it at least a little bit. It's that, you know, tug in your stomach when you're like feeling like this thing is just not right. Or, you know, that familiarity that you get with certain people where you're like, I know them from somewhere and you've never met them in your life. I feel like everybody has that. Right. So, yeah, I I do think I 
have it a little more. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't, um, I haven't particularly in, I don't know the right word for it. I guess embraced, embraced it. Embraced, like yeah. Has. Okay. Um, but have just I really embraced it though, Emily, or has it just been something I've had to deal with? Yeah, it's it's kind of come to her, but I feel like I, I think it's just a life path thing. You know, I yeah. don't have the need for it in that way. You know, like my my gifts, I feel like aren't necessarily on par to be able to, you know, reach have such an outreach like hers does. But it definitely has helped with like, you know, warnings um, there a lot of a lot of my stuff comes from dreams and there have been times where it has literally almost, I I would say like nearly saved our lives. Um, A few times. Would you, would you care to elaborate on one of them? You don't have to do through all of them, but tell us about one of them that was really cool that you really think was an, an important moment. So I think the most impactful one was when I was younger and she's already talked about this house. It was a very active house. Um, Nanny's trailer is the nickname that we have for it. Um, We had, it it was another two bedroom, but my sister and I's bedroom, or that was was a three three bedroom. bedroom. Yeah. 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 So my sister and I's bedroom was all the way um, on the far end of the house and then my mom's bedroom was on the other side and then my little brother's bedroom was in the hallway like right in the middle um and on this particular night I had had a nightmare where I was trying to reach my mom's room and I just couldn't like there was like something that was keeping me from getting there um and I would pass by this hallway window that was right across from my little brother's room and there would be there was this lady like just smiling at me and I would like I, I would freak out and um I woke up to somebody shaking me awake almost like it felt like somebody was saying Emily wake up Emily wake up um and so I woke up um and I thought it was my mom because it was the lady's voice and nobody was there and I just ran to my mom's bedroom mind you my sister and my little brother were at my grandmother's house at this point so it was just my mom and I home oh wow um, so I had ran to my mom's bedroom and I'm like, mom, I think somebody's breaking into the house. And my mom was half asleep and she's like, Emily, just go like, you're <laughs> fine. Yeah. Go back to bed. Yeah. You got go back to bed. You're okay. No, and- I was like, come sleep with me. If you, cause my whole, everything is always just come sleep with me. I always had like a queen size bed or a king, king size bed. And at the time I was the single mom. So I was like, just, just come sleep with me. I will never forget that. Continue. Um, so I had gone back to my room to grab something. And as I was, my mom was following me down the hallway and I was on the other side of the house. And right there we paused because somebody was trying to break into that same hallway window. Oh, wow. Yeah. Literally. Uh, And so my mom like ran to the window and luckily like the guy noticed that we were awake and ran off but who knows what would have happened if I hadn't woken up that night you know yeah that's that's crazy you know and and we've talked you know Stacey about how dreams can can showcase things that are happening in your life right she wants Stacey she's gonna sing to you Alexa is but so I'd like to hear it's okay um I'd like to hear kind of that moment like 
what do you think this dream was bringing? Like, you know, clearly there was something that was happening. So the dream was waking you up. But what about someone else in the quackback? If you're having dreams like that, they might not mean that someone is breaking in. But what could that mean in other ways? It, you know, it's hard to say, Sean. I mean, because in our family, I mean, and this is like, we don't talk about this. This is literally our kind of, this is our family stuff. When we have certain dreams about certain things, we know certain things are happening or going to happen. I was going to say descriptions with dreams vary from people. So first things from one person might not be the same for like another. Another. Right. right. And so like within our household, and it seems to be with, especially the five of us and I say that or the four of us and I say that with my three well no it's five the five of us with our dreams because Lucas is starting to have those kinds of dreams too oh yeah we I know we all have the same signs and we all have the same things happen and it's weird because if we dream of death we know something good's coming and we know that there's a new life coming without a, without a doubt every single time every time it, it's me my sister and my mom anytime the three of us have dreamed about somebody dying especially if it's somebody very important to us there's always been a pregnancy and it's a male wow. it has to be a male it has to be a male dying yep so interesting like so bizarre. and yeah, how many last- how many I would say, how many people had these dreams before you got pregnant? I mean, that was, what, a year and a half ago, right? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> my my mom, had, my mom had a dream about her best guy friend dying, and so did my sister. It was the same guy. Which it was the same guy. It was it's Summer's dad. Bad, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> was, we've talked about the egg before. It's Summer's dad. Yeah. And we all dreamt that he died. And we're all like what the flip like holy cow is he gonna die you know what i mean we were all worried about it and then like no less than a week later lucas walked up to emily and he was like you've got a baby in your belly god said you've got a baby in your belly and it's a girl yeah at that point i had found out it was at his birthday party um i found out the day before um his birthday that i was pregnant and so the night of his birthday, we went to Chuck E. Cheese and he walked nice. up to me and he hugged me and he's like, whoa, you got a baby in there. And I'm like, no, I don't. I do not. <laughs> yeah. And and the saddest thing about all that, though, is she and it's such a bittersweet thing because the song Yellow from Coldplay is like our family song. It's a song that I would play to the kids, possibly on repeat, mm. possibly for hours. Mm. Um, and she told me about her being pregnant during that song. At Lucas like it was yeah. a moment. And then both of us looked at each other and we realized at that moment, my mom was going to die. Oh, because no. in that, our family, another thing in our family, if our there's family, somebody, if there's a birth, there's going to be a death. And I knew it was, I knew it was, I know that sounds so morbid, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, it's not like we just automatically know somebody's going to die. It was, we had, I had found out I was pregnant 
the day that my grandmother, I had found out I was pregnant at my grandmother's house. Yeah. Um, was like the first like weird thing. Um, and it was really weird because I wasn't even having any, any symptoms yet. I, my grandmother always had like this, um, no questions asked kind of thing where she would keep like pregnancy tests, all that kind of stuff in her bathroom when I was growing up as a teenager um, yep. for my sister and I, in case, you know, like we didn't feel comfortable talking to her or talking to my mom or things and like that. And it was bizarre too, because I always kept stuff like that in the bathroom just yeah. in case. But it, yeah. And I just, and I had never used it, but my uh my now husband and I were eating dinner there and I had gone to the bathroom and I was just like you know what I never use these things let me just and it was a Friday that's the other thing we all end up finding out that we're pregnant on Fridays um but I had I had taken it and within (laughs) two seconds it turned positive so I found out I was pregnant in my grandmother's house Um, all right then yeah and so all of these signs are pointing. That's interesting. Well, and, and it's all the I day went, of her liver biopsy, wasn't it, Emily? Yeah. 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 That's why I was over at her house. She had she had gone to a doctor's appointment. They had known she had problems with her stomach. They were trying to say it was like gastroenteritis or whatever it's called. Um, but she was having so many issues that they like took like a biopsy of her liver and her colon and a couple other things just to make sure that her digestive system was, you know, okay, which obviously it wasn't but whatever yeah. <laughs> right and um i had gone to the doctors to confirm my pregnancy and the due date was october 13th which, which is, is my, my grandmother's name. birthday yeah Aww. yeah um and then there were like a couple other caveats that happened where we were just like that's so like it was just it was one of those things where you, where I knew that my grandmother was going to be a soul tie to this baby, but I also felt like it wasn't going to be here. Um, cause my grandmother and I were always very close. Uh, like, you know, she had other grandchildren and everything, but it was just her and just I. Just your siblings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Nobody's special. But- <laughs> But her and I had always just had, like, a kind of bond. And I truly, you know, feel like that was God's way. Not like a trade, because I don't feel like he, you know, bargains. But it was kind of like she she wasn't – We I didn't need her anymore kind of right. thing. That's awesome. I mean, I, not, I mean, clearly, those very, it's a very sad story, but it's a really awesome moment that you were able to be so connected and that you can, you're able to see how all those connections have really helped your family and helped you to you know, be where you are and helped your daughter and helped your family in general, right? Because as you said, those things, you know, there's no bartering there, but you're able to show how those connections are real and how those connections are important and how families are connected like that, right? I'm sure a lot of families have very similar connected stories. I yeah, want to know <laughs> if that's the case. I want to know. I want to know how this goes with other people because some of the other thing we have, like, see, I'm sitting here crying. Um, when I had my kids, my mom lived with us because I I grew up with my grandparents in other states. So, and I didn't grow up with family. So when I had kids, I wanted them with my mom and I wanted them to experience family. And one of the reasons why I had gotten with my husband was because he was one of seven or six. 
And so I wanted that so bad for them. And I'm so grateful for them to have that. And I'm sitting here crying because my mom was a good, like she didn't even tell you she was a better grandmother than a mom. And I mean, that's awesome though. She was phenomenal. She was Jima. She was, she, <laughs> I'm making her meatloaf tonight for dinner. And, and it, it it's just, it's my mom. And when my grandmother died, my grandma bud, when she died, I found out I was pregnant with Emily within the same week. Yeah, it's always the grand, like, like, or the maternal, it, it's almost like, it's my, you know, like, she, she passed down the throne. Yes, it's in the entire world. And so it's fascinating to me about all this. And the other ongoing weird thing that we have in our family is called the mother's curse. Oh. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. That <laughs> sounds almost ominous. It's, it's a joke where it's like you know the thing that moms say where they're like, when when you get older and become a mom, I hope you have a daughter that da 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 da. And it's like it's always the firstborn daughter, and it's just no. Whole- I'm not even talking about that one. What happens when anybody hurts me? You Girl. know the curse, the weird thing that happens to everybody. Who, when, when, when things go wrong, what happens to anybody who it's weird and the kids all call it the mom, mom's curse because things will fall apart for whoever hurt my feelings without it being, um, acted upon. It's the strangest thing in the entire world. My ex-boyfriend ended up breaking up with me and his dog got ran over and his dad died within three hours. Oh, those things aren't good. No, it's no. bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it's those bizarre. things are odd that they happen together, for sure. So, you know, I think I want to hear one more thing before we start wrapping this thing up. And I want to hear about what it was like for Stacey and Emily, for both of you. I want to hear from both of your sides of the story about during Emily's pregnancy. Stacey, first, I want to start with you. Because what is it like when, you know, there's a new soul baking inside somebody. How does that work out for you? Like, how do you feel that? What are you feeling? What is what is going on during that time? I can time feel of- her. She was mine. I can so, feel her. So you can feel pregnant pregnancy babies? I don't know. I don't even know the best yeah, way to put that. I you can, can feel, feel the babies before they're born. When they're souls, yeah. When they're souls. My nephew, Nathan, um, cousin Sherry's little boy, yeah. I we love cousin Sherry. Hi, cousin Sherry. Yes, hi, cousin Sherry. Hi, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> I would talk to him before he was even around, and from the get go of say go, I always told Emily she was having a daughter. Yeah, we knew Ooh. it was a girl. We knew it was a girl. We had picked out names. Like it was, it was we the craziest. Knew she thing. was we having a girl. We could really? just feel. We can feel it. That's and, so awesome. And so she's she's mine. Like I don't know how to explain. Like, and you can ask. I, I don't know how to explain this, but I mean, the second that that baby is in my arms, it's like she's mine. She's she's my little my my girl. And 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 it goes into yes, she's my granddaughter, but there's a soul bond there. And it's almost we we do question was that my mom, because right. 
she's so and so Stacy, I'm she guessing your personality is so good. It's yeah. so my mother. Oh well, and so I'll be interested, you know, as as the baby grows, right? Because I'm I'm I will assume that you'll start to feel more from the baby once she's a little bit older because, you know, as they grow and develop and have a better understanding about things, you know, they'll be easier to read. I'm I'm assuming. Is that how that works? No, or? everything seems the I same. Like the, yeah. Yeah. Really? It's, the it's always the it's same. Just, it's the same soul. It's the same. It's the same soul. Yeah. Yeah. I've been able to help her with the baby for certain things by being able to feel the baby. Remember, there's only the one person I can't feel. And even Emily finds it hysterical that I can't feel the one person because she also knows the one person. And it is the most annoying thing on this planet. But I can feel my own grandchild. I can feel my own kids. I can have dreams and warning signs about things. I... Seriously, I was having dreams about Emily and my mom and all this other stuff weeks before this about talking to Emily and here she is. So Emily, now I want to trade it off to you. What was it like having a clearly gifted mother during your pregnancy, right? You're going through your body's changing, your hormones are crazy, you're trying to get your life together, and there's mom calling to say, "Hey, I, is your stomach okay?" How how did how yeah. did that kind of work out? Like what were those kind of things for you? Um at that point, I had just gotten used to it in my life. <laughs> um, so it wasn't too much of like a a, a culture shock or whatever. Mm-hmm. When I she knew when like, you were going to give birth. Yeah. It she, was weird. Like she, we, I, I had my daughter three weeks early. and Really? Yeah. And my mom had kept telling me like, you need to slow down, Emily. You're going to have her early. And I was like, no, like she's fine she's growing tiny like they they estimated her due date like mid-october like we're good um and i was supposed to go on i was supposed to go to my sister's house and she lives uh a little over an hour away from me and the hospital that i was giving birth at um i was supposed to go to my sister's house to spend the weekend there and And i'm like you're not going yeah that morning (laughs) i woke up and I hadn't, I, she called me like right when I woke up yep. and she was like, how you feeling? And I was like, I feel like <laughs> shit or I'm sorry. I don't know no, I'm you can curse. It's you okay. Can say uh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah that's fine. Fine. I was like, I feel like shit. And I was like, like, good okay, because you had a, well, you're having a baby today. <laughs> yeah. She was like, okay, well, when you go to your OB appointment, pack your bag. Cause she's coming today. I had a, she had another dream that, uh, her, that summer's dad had, di- had died. Um, yep. wow. Oh, no, and seriously. Like, and I made her pack a bag. I went with her to that OB appointment because I was that sure about all of that stuff. Like it was like, all right, this is happening. This is going to go down. And even when she went to go give birth, they had sent everybody out of the room. Yeah, and... they had said that I was. <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. <laughs> they um, they had told I had preeclampsia, and so they had to induce me, and they had told everyone to go home because it was, was going to be a while. Yeah, it was going to be a while. It was going to take a couple days. Uh, Sean, they gave me the medication and within 45 minutes and three pushes, that child was out. My sister was birth because she had gone to my house to surprise me by cleaning it. And the doctor had said it was fine. And she, she came that day, the day that we all said it was going to happen. 
Yeah. And it was the craziest thing because her husband's asleep. She had taken a nap and all of a sudden I knew shout out to baby place in St. Pete Bayfront. I was friends with all the nurses. I'm, I'm friends with all the nurses and stuff like that at the hospital. And I, I made a text. I'm like, she's, she's, she's crowning. Like I need to get in there. She's going to have the baby. And they're like, Stacy, it's only been so long. I'm like, hello do we not know who i am let's go and so they let me in and i wake her up and she's like mom everything feels weird down there and sure enough that baby was there like <laughs> that baby was ready to come out that's oh, so crazy she was. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the obstetrician was like okay we'll just take a we'll take a look just to make sure that everything's good down there but it's completely normal to feel weird and yeah she was crowning and she it was, was like, nope, that's a baby. You know what that so was literally. Yeah. At the beginning yeah. of the story, you said that, you know, you're like, I'm just, I'm used to her doing these things. And even though you're used to it, she said, you're gonna have the baby today. And you're like, no, I'm not going to. So that to me is so funny because you're used to her, you know, getting these things right, but you're still like the rest of us. And you're like, nah, <laughs> nah, it could, today could be the time where it's not right. So yeah. that just made me laugh so much. It's just that uh, ego, that stubbornness. Don't even get me like, started. Yeah. 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 No, I know. And you're trying really hard to make her wrong. That's what it is. You're like, I'm going to cross my legs because she said I'm having this baby today. It's I love that it. That's, normal, that's that mother daughter right there. I was going to yeah. say it's that normal mother daughter, butt heads. I come off as controlling. And in the meantime, because of what I do and I have a, I, I have a very hard time because, and I went through this with my own mom where I come off. I, I mean, I do, I come off very bitchy and I come off very aggressive, especially when I'm right about something. I know that I'm right about something. <laughs> I get very passionate about it and I get angry when I'm not being listened to. And I'm just like, come on, like you've got to listen to me. Right. And the more I don't know. get listened to the worse it gets and this is like hurt relationships with my daughters. This has hurt relationships with my own mother. And in the end of it, though, and this is where I don't want to come out as puffy or boasty or anything like that. But Emily, who ends up right? Um, you don't have to. You don't yeah. have to say that. You don't have to tell her that. Yeah, thank you. Um, you don't but have to tell her that. But I do. So I'm sure. I'm sure. We're gonna buy you a shirt that says "I'm always right." And I hate um, it. I hate it because I'm just like, why can't I be normal? Why can't it just be a simple, easy thing? Oh yeah, where... but normal's not fun, and we know that. So Emily, <sighs> I want to end. Uh, our talk with you today uh, with a good story. So I, I, we, we didn't prep you for this. So, you know, you can take a second to think about it, but what <laughs> kind of story would you, you know, anything that you'd like to tell a story about, you know, growing up with your mom or now as a mom or, you know, something exciting, something interesting about her that the quack pack can listen to and think, yeah, that's fun. Or that's different. Or, Oh my goodness, here's something crazy. Not like, you know, when she came to your work and and gave people sessions that didn't want them and made them cry. Like we knew that was happening, <laughs> but like something fun, like give us some, some firsthand knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Give us, give us something, make, make her blush just a little bit, you know, in Anything honor of you want, Emily, you know, I'm an open form. Yeah. Um, so I will talk about this cause this is actually uh, how we started talking again. My mom had reached out to me. And she was like, I love you. I hope you're doing okay. I keep dreaming about you. And I was like, oh, 
what about? And she's like, I just keep dreaming that I'm sitting there with you and my mom and singing to the baby. And, and it, it, and it was apparently like a thing that was happening like every night. Yep. Um, and funny, funny enough, uh, I, I do, I sing to my daughter every single night and I sing her these songs that my mom used to sing to me and my grandmother used to sing to her. And it's so funny because whenever I sing them to her, it's, that's how I feel when I'm holding her. It's like, I literally feel like my grandmother on my left side and my mother on my right side. And so it was just like, it was so mind baffling to me when she was telling me and she was like, yeah, like I keep having these dreams and I'm sitting there next to you and your grandmother's on your side and we're just sitting there singing the same. And she named the exact same songs (laughs) that I was singing to the baby and everything. And, and it was just kind of like, it was comforting to know that even though, you know, I'm far away from her and my grandmother isn't here anymore that our, you know, our souls were still so connected that we're still able to have those moments. That's awesome. I I really love that. You know, I, I think that's a really great way to end this segment of the show because, you know, not only are your souls connected, but it really, that connection helps you to get better. It helps your connection for your family and it, and when you're having rough moments, you can go back and think about those. It's so it's so beautiful knowing that all families have issues sometimes and taking a moment to think, wow, these things are still connected is really a, a gorgeous moment. Connections don't die. Love yeah. doesn't die. And it's like there's only I dream of conversations with the person I can't feel and it's my kids and that's it. Everybody else. And I've had dreams where another friend of mine had to end our friendship. And the night before they ended the friendship, they were in a car with me explaining to me that they had to go and I haven't talked to them since. Um, But it was weird because the last two weeks before Emily reached out to me, it's literally been my mom and I and Emily holding this baby and singing to her. And it's been like the most comforting, peaceful thing in the whole world because it's like I felt like I was with. And and being a grandmother is fantastic, but being a mom has been my jam. Like there's nothing that can compare to the love that I have for my kid kids. Right. They I love that. I mean that's they really have been everything to me. And especially, you know, they always say you don't there's a special bond between your first child and then especially with your first daughter. And with my kids, I've always said they're all my favorite, you know, and it's funny because my youngest daughter will tell you that my first daughter is my favorite. And Emily will tell you that Ashley's my favorite because I always called Ashley Rue because she was in my pocket all the time. But and it's like and then everybody will say the boys are my favorite. But Emily, like I said at the beginning of all this, she's been my ride or die. Like she's been my, I can feel her to a different level and she can feel me to a different level. Ashley's the same way. 
And I know like Ashley and I aren't talking right now, but I know that there's times where we are thinking together of each other at the same time. And those connections, right. The connection will come back. Right. That's yeah. the way. Well, they're work. always there. It's the ego that gets in the way. So right? we've talked about that multiple times on this podcast. Exactly. And it's just, so, it's Stacey, a as we, thing. As we wrap this up, you know, we let's let's talk about what's what's in it this week for with, for the quack back and for us, right? We're finally out of that silly Mercury retrograde. Thank goodness oh, for thank all of us. God. Things are in a better place. People are calming down. Life is good. But what are you feeling in the world for the next couple of days? So take us out of here with some with some news. What should we be thinking about for the next couple of days now that this retrograde is finished? Summer, summer, summer time. I mean, congratulations to all the high school graduates. Big, big, big. So close. Big. Yeah, huge stuff. Everyone's graduating. Big accomplishments. Emily graduated six years ago today. She graduated Yay. 16, you guys. Let's just put that out there, too, for perspective. My overachieving child. There um, we go. But legit transitions are good. This This is a time for owning who you are understanding that we are beginning a whole new place of goodness. Um, Sean, the next few episodes of our podcast, I really want to get into Zodiac stuff and astrology just for the giggles of it all. Are you interested? All right. Well, we, yeah, well, all right. Quack, quack. We can all be ready for that in the next couple episodes. Well, so everybody, as Stacey said, remember it's time for a, I guess a rebirth and change is good. So look, look out for those changes. There we go. Transition. Stacey, tell the Quack Pack uh, where they can get a hold of you. You know, it's funny because you, you you always know I'm going to come up with some smart alec remark when you ask me this. Yeah, things. I'm waiting um, for it. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Renee. And please, if you're interested in booking a session with crazy old ADHD scroll me, which I suggest you do, find me at soulworkerstacyrenee.com. And Emily... Marie, my dearest daughter, how can people find you in case they want to follow you on Instagram or anything? Um, so my name tag for everything is M loves junk food. Very easy to find. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> so if you if you want to follow me on there, I don't have very interesting things. I just do like small business stuff and family photos for the most part, but She's up and coming and doing wonderful, amazing things. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to see the cute little baby. Yes. And Sean, where can people find you, my love? Well, everybody, crack back. Check Stacey and I out together on our Facebook page. Wow, our Facebook page. Stacey and Sean, good for the soul. (laughs) Give it a like. Give it a follow. Tell your friends about it. Of course, we're always looking for people to review the podcast. Give us five stars. Tell us what you're thinking about it. You can review it on Apple Podcasts. We'd love that. The more the merrier helps us out. And of course, you can find me on Instagram, Seanco15, S-E-A-N-C-O-1-5. Emily, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us and the Quack Pack today. It was so awesome. It was a pleasure. Stacey, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Quack Pack, thanks so much for being here. Uh, We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, Emily. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Bye. Bye.